Good morning, everyone. It is lovely to see you today. Welcome to Celebration Sunday. So things are a little bit uh, different here this morning, but it's going to be a great morning. Well, I'm going to start with just showing a short little video clip. So take a look at this. Very short, that's what happens, that's time-lapse video of a forest fire shot over about two months. So that's what happens. It's, it's amazing, I, f I find that absolutely stunning, how life springs back even when things seem really desolate. Life springs back really quickly. Last two years has been pretty challenging, right? It's just me. I don't know about you, but it feels to me like the landscape of our world has felt pretty desolate. But at the same time, if we will open our eyes, we will see life springing back. And that's what I want to share with us this morning. As I was preparing, I was reminded of a couple of verses in Isaiah chapter 61. So this is in the Old Testament. And uh, the Lord, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, says this, that he's going to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. There is wonderful hope there, isn't there? The way that beauty springs out of ashes, that um, gladness can come out of even seasons of mourning, and the Lord can exchange our despair into hope and praise. So this morning, I felt the Lord lead me and us towards Psalm 23. So if you have a Bible, could you turn to that? Um, it is, I'm sure for many of us, a well-known and a well-trodden psalm. It's written by King David. <clears throat> I'm going to re start by reading the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. We love that bit, right? We love. Can you imagine just the green valleys, stream running through, the refreshment of your soul, lying in a meadow, not a care in the world? Has anyone's world felt like that for the last two years? Not mine. Not mine. My world has felt more like this, verses 4 and 5. Even though I walk through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We've been living under a shadow of death, haven't we? It's um, until very recently, if you switched on the news there would be death statistics every day. That's a shadow of death. And I know somebody um, who has lost is either eight or nine family members and friends to COVID over the last two years. That's the shadow of death. 
Maybe you felt the presence of enemies around you. Maybe your health has been impacted. Maybe your mental health has been impacted. Uh, there's been an attack of separation and disconnection. Maybe of your job. Maybe you were someone that were put onto the furlough, the job retention scheme, and you're wondering, will I have a job at the other side of this? Maybe financially there's been some sort of attack, and now we have a cost of living crisis. Do you see that picture? The shadow of death and the presence of enemies. But I love the way that verse four starts. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though this is kind of—it's a big—I was going to say it's a big but. Hear me the right way. There's a but in this sentence because David, who wrote this psalm, knew that he was not walking alone. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He knew he was walking with the Lord. First thing I want to just share with us today: that is the smart thing to do. Keep walking with the Lord. And if you've not yet said yes to Jesus for yourself, there's an invitation today to give your yes to Him and start a life of walking with the Lord. As I read this psalm, I imagine David walking with the Lord. As he was going about his shepherding job, and there would be times where he would find himself in a beautiful green valley with a stream bubbling through, and he'd been led there by the Lord. And in that place, when life is sweet, the Lord restores his soul. It's a beautiful thing. And as David walked with the Lord, he's guiding on those good and righteous paths. Life works best when we're on those paths. But then there are those less than good days, where we live with the shadow of death and in the presence of enemies. And David walks through those moments as well, knowing that the Lord is equally present with him in those moments as he is in the Green Valley moments. See, if we only walk with the Lord in the good times, we're going to miss His grace in the dark times. And if we only turn to the Lord when life is tough, we'll miss the soul-refreshing moments in green pasture. So let me share some wisdom. Choose to walk with the Lord every day, every day, in the good times and the not-so-good times. So one of the things we often say around here is it's really smart to give your yes to Jesus at the start of each day before you know how it's going to turn out. So whether you find that day in a green valley or in the presence of death, the shadow of death, and the presence of enemies, give your yes to Jesus and choose to walk with Him. David then writes. I'm going to read verses five and six to us. He says, "You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life." And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's beautiful verses, isn't it? The picture that's being painted here is of a king inviting his subjects to his banqueting table. This this past week, I had the um, I, I was invited to a reception at the House of Lords, and I've never done that before. It was good. So. This was so, so. Someone in our church works for CAP, which is Christians Against Poverty. They were presenting their annual client report. They could invite some guests, and she kindly invited me. So I went there, 
And they had some drinks and canapes, and these were the poshest canapes I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I mean, they were just off-the-scale posh. <clears throat> and then I read this verse. Because what do you imagine the banqueting table of God looks like? I imagine it's pretty darn good. Like, off-the-scale abundant and generous. And so that's the king inviting us, and we're invited to that table by the king, and he's also our friend. That's also the tone of that voice. And then he says, you anoint my head with oil. It was a custom that honored guests were anointed us. Can you hear the welcome that the Lord gives to you and me to his table? And then he says, my cup overflows. So again, just imagine being at that party and your glass never runs dry. There's an abundance, there's a generosity that comes through this. So the second thing I want to share with us today, let's be the kind of people who are thankful for who we are in Christ. And if you've not given your yes to Jesus, this can be true for you too. So for me personally, I'm often struck by three things in my relationship with Jesus. Firstly, that he's my king. I love that idea and that reality that Jesus is my king, that he's in charge and my job is to surrender to him. And so that has this kind of like overarching sort of influence on my relationship with Jesus. Secondly, that he is my savior, that he's the one that rescues me, that I'm not, I, I don't deserve a place at his banqueting table, but he invites me anyway. And so he's my savior. And thirdly, that he is my friend and that I'm his friend. And so that idea of friendship is something that has a very strong influence in my relationship with Jesus. So this idea of king, savior, and friend, just sort of, it keeps blowing my mind that the Lord of the universe would invite me and you into that kind of relationship with him. The last verse that we read here, um, I'm going to read it again, but in the message translation. And in the message you read this, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. Third thing, thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his goodness. It's really important that we do this as a church community. And so for us in the life of our church, in the rhythm of our church, Celebration Sunday is just one of those moments where we choose to pause and say, Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful for what you've done. And so as we've done over recent years, we, or more accurately, Elliot, has pulled together some things from the past year to help us to remember and to celebrate how the love and the goodness of God has chased after us. So take a look. That bring back some memories? I, I, love, I don't know, Elliot, how you did that. I love the way that the person went down into the pool and came up in different clothes. And I just thought that was just a different person. Just amazing. Just amazing. Um, we have so much to thank the Lord for, and that is just a little snapshot of 
the last year. Do you remember, just to, you know, 10 minutes ago, I showed that video of a forest fire. Okay. So much disruption over the last couple of years, the shadow of death and the presence of enemies, yet life springs up. Hope will arise. Here's just a few things. You know, for I think it was 72 weeks during the pandemic, we were not permitted to sing out loud together. 72 weeks. That is a long time. For a church that loves singing, that is a long time. And I don't know about you, there were moments where you thought, are we ever going to be allowed to do this again? But now, new life is springing up in our worship in this church. If you've been around over the last few weeks and months, in my view, the Lord has been wonderfully and deeply present in our worship times together. So often, in those moments over recent weeks and months. I'm incredibly grateful for the life that has sprung up again in kids and youth ministry. Um, I, Dave was sharing with me on, I think it was Easter Sunday, they gave an invitation to the children in one of the groups, you know, who, who, who they wanted to say yes to the good news of Jesus. And eight or nine children put their hand up and said yes. Now, some of them were just sealing the deal again. Because, you know, if you've grown up in church, you just want to make sure. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> but for a whole bunch of those children, that was the first time of giving their yes to Jesus. I've loved the way that life has been springing up in our compassion ministry. So the Harbour Project running on Thursday mornings. Um, the Job Club is now running. The, the Money Advice Centre is running. Um, and the shop for food and clothing um, has opened as well. And life springing up as we've launched the Stain site. The, the team have done an amazing job. And again, we, we've said thank you already, but um, just about six weeks ago on our gift day, £65,000 was given or pledged over and above our regular giving in order to help the launch of the Stain site and other sites in the future. That is life springing up. And so for, for me this morning... So I'm here now, as you can tell, this is me, but in a few, about half an hour, I will be in Staines, because both of these sites are equally important to us. And so I am missing cake and ice cream here, and I have just missed breakfast in Staines. So, no, thank you, thank you. You know when the Apostle Paul writes about suffering for Jesus? You know, I, I, I personally think that's what he had in mind. But, but we are so grateful for the way in which life is springing up as we've launched a site in Staines. So these are just some of the things that have struck me, and there'll be other things that strike you. What I want to encourage us to do is just be grateful, to be really thankful. And the sense that I had for this moment today is would you be someone who looks for what the Lord is doing? As we come out of what has been a desolate kind of season, the shadow of death and the presence of enemies, and for some of that, that carries on, right, because we're human beings. But would you keep looking for where life is springing up? Look for what the Lord is doing. And it's good to look at our own lives, isn't it? The psalmist says that his cup overflows. 
not somebody else's, his cup overflows. And the Lord's goodness and love is chasing after him. So here's just a few questions that I think are good to ask ourselves. How am I seeing God's goodness in my own life? How am I seeing that turn up? How am I aware of God's love for me? How am I aware of that? In what ways is my cup overflowing? In other words, what in my life points in some way to the abundance of God? What in some way points to the abundance of God? I want to encourage us to open our eyes and to allow the Holy Spirit to enable us and to help us to see how Jesus is bringing life, both to our church and our communities, but also into our own lives. Because just taking us back to those verses from Isaiah, he will be bringing beauty out of ashes. He will be turning our mourning into gladness. And he will be bringing hope and praise to those times of despair. I'm going to close with this. I read recently that we often need to slow down in order to catch up with God. Slow down in order to catch up with God. As I close, I want to just invite us to take a moment now to slow down. And wherever you are in a relationship with God, let God catch up with us. And you might just want to take a moment and do this just prayerfully now. Think about the last year in your life. What are you thankful for? Maybe just bring to mind, it might be the person you're sat next to right now. It might be a spouse. It might be one of your kids. It might be a parent. It might be a friend. Someone you're doing life with in some way. Who are you thankful for? I can see most of you are breathing. Be thankful for the air in your lungs. Very gratefully, I can see you're all clothed. <laughs> be thankful. Those kind of things don't have to be that way. They're all a gift from God. So we're thankful for those things. And then take a moment. How has his love and goodness chased after you this year? How has it turned up in your life? How has some of his blessing demonstrated itself in your life? And just be thankful for that. And then where are you seeing new life spring up? In different ways, our lives would have felt, you know, kind of like under the shadow of death in the presence of enemies, and yet life springs up. Hope will arise. How are you seeing that? Where are you seeing that in your own life? Lord, we are incredibly grateful that your love and your goodness chases after us. Lord, we are so grateful for what you have um, blessed us with in our church community here. The ways that we have seen love and goodness turn up and chase after us. And Lord, on today, we choose to celebrate we choose to turn our eyes and our ears and our hearts to remember those things and to be grateful. And Lord, in our own lives, we choose to remember, and again with gratitude in our hearts, for every good thing that has shown up in our life. Lord, we remember that everything good starts in your presence. And we remember that today. It's not our hard work. It's not that we deserve it. It's because of your goodness. And so we are incredibly grateful. 
And so, Lord, as we uh, continue to turn our hearts in worship to you, I pray that you would catch our hearts by the breath of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.